You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today. Time for Manning for the end zone. Touchdown Giants! Evan Ingram! Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the football Grump, flying solo today as the Cranky Fan is... I don't know what he's doing. He's in Louisville somewhere getting drunk or something like that. And being that the season is the way it is, uh, it was not really urgent that I needed him here. Um, So I hope you all had a good holiday, have good good New Year's plans heading around the corner. Um, And Cranky Fan has already gotten started on all that. Um, Because of the holiday stretch and the way things kind of fell, uh, we didn't do a game review for the Colts game, uh, in which the Giants lost by just one point in the last couple seconds of the game, last last about minute of the game. <clears throat> um, but you know, considering they were without, you know, their middle linebacker, their starting strong safety, and their star wide receiver, losing by one to a playoff bound, or uh, if 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 not necessarily playoff, a playoff worthy team on the road. Uh, was impressive. And one of the things that I was trying to look for in these games down the last three games of the season where the Giants are mathematically eliminated was how hard the team played for them. Um, and I would say that qualified as a very good effort by this team. Specifically, um, some guys who stepped up on offense. Uh, Evan Ingram, who has taken a lot of flack this year for a disappointing sophomore season. Um, you know, I think part of that is due to a change in scheme. Part of it is due to a change in philosophy. Um, and also he had some nagging injuries earlier on in the year. You know, I, I don't think it's indicative of him being any sort of bust or anything like that. Um, perhaps maybe he's not a fit for this offense. That would probably be a worst case scenario. Uh, you know, second to actually being a bust, uh, mainly because it's such a huge investment in him. Um, but he showed up to play. I mean, he was uh, he was the recipient of a couple rushes that were end arounds, uh, two of them for a total of 26 yards, actually, to be exact. But he also showed up big time in the passing game uh, with Beckham out. That was going to be a big a big part was who was going to step up in the passing game. And uh, 87 yards for a tight end is not bad. Uh, Of course, again, would have liked to see a little bit more, but they really concentrate on spreading the ball around. And speaking of which, um, Eli played pretty, I wouldn't say phenomenally, but he played very well. It was a good performance by a quarterback. 25 of 33 for 310 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um, Comparatively speaking, Andrew Luck, went 31 of 47 for 360 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Pretty close, the big difference being that instead of driving at the end of the game for 40-plus yards for a field goal attempt, uh, Eli threw a pick. Um, and, you know, bad bad throw. He had a couple times where he didn't look so hot in the pocket, taking a sack, um, but overall would have was a good performance uh this game was lost by the defense and particularly in the fourth quarter there was not for lack of effort just not enough pressure missed opportunities where 
there were a couple of dropped picks that that could have helped end the game. Um, some bad tackling too. A, a lot of throws on third down and second down and short that were short of the sticks and one missed tackle uh, led to a first down for the Colts. I, I don't think that this game was a game lost for any lack of offense. I think anytime you score 27 points um, on offense alone, you you set yourself up for a good chance to win if the defense could just step up. I mean, you know, that 30-point mark is the marker that people look for for not necessarily a guaranteed win, but I don't know what it is, something like a 90% chance or something, whatever. Um, but, you know, 27 points, if you're not winning with that, I'm going to say that you probably need more help on defense than you do on offense. Um, but somebody else who deserves some recognition was uh, Sterling Shepard had six catches for 115 yards. He was on the first two drives for the Giants, I would say, um, just integral in moving the ball. Uh, clearly a designed game plan to get him involved in moving. Uh, one play was a complete deep shot. I'm not sure if it was a go route or a uh, a post route, but I th- it was something like 56 yards or so where he got behind the defense. I'm not really sure how they could let that happen, but it happened. Coming up around the corner on Sunday is Giants-Cowboys. I'm sorry, this is always weird when I do this by myself. I'm just, just a guy talking into a microphone, so it's a little bizarre, but... Coming up into the weekend, um, Giants are hosting the Cowboys in what would be a really nice matchup if they had won a couple games and made the NFC East up for grabs at this point, but they didn't. Um, So, again, this is another case of how hard is the team going to play for Pat Shermer. Um, There are the same couple guys are not going to play. Al Gogoltriest on the concussion protocol. I believe Rhett Ellison is too. Um, Landon Collins is obviously on IR. Odell Beckham is still dealing with his quad injury. Injury. He has not practiced since he re-injured it in practice or aggravated it or whatever. Um, so these same guys are still not going to play in this game. On the flip side, Cowboys are preparing for the playoffs and I believe are resting some of their players. So the game might still be interesting. Um, nevertheless. It's going to come down to, you know, what I'm looking at is who who wants to be here, who is part of this team going forward. Um, you know, do do any guys here have any indication that they're not part of their future plans? Uh, do any guys here want the Giants to be part of their future plans? I mean, it's a completely understandable thing for a very good capable player with some market value to not want to be part of a rebuilding process. Um, so it's just interesting to see. I, I didn't see anything that looked like a lack of effort against the Colts, but now we are finally playing outside. It's probably going to be cold. Um, it's the last game of the year. There's not a whole lot to play for other than pride in yourself and for a job you know, as a resume, <clears throat> but like I said, these guys who have a built resume, they pretty much already have jobs no matter what. Someone will take them. So interesting to see who will show up and play. One of the main things that there is to talk about, and I don't want to get too much into this, but Justin Herbert from Oregon has declared that he will stay for his senior year at Oregon and not come out in this draft. He was 
a big fan favorite to go to the Giants. He was a not necessarily consensus, but it was debated that he might be the number one quarterback coming out. Could have went first overall. Um, you know, the ascension of Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, I guess some people think that Kyler Murray could have been something, and then you know, there's some debate about Drew Locke and Will Greer. Uh, but nevertheless, he will not be declaring for the 2019 draft, and that kind of alters the way the draft looks. And one of the things it does is it bumps up other players like Daniel Jones from Duke, other quarterbacks, I should say. They get bumped up, and so it, it becomes a bit of a mess. Um, some terms I'm going to be throwing around for the next uh, four, five months, four months, right? Um, our first rounder franchise. Okay. They're not the same thing. Um, just because a, I think a guy will go in the first round. And by that, I mean, I say he's a first rounder does not mean that he's a franchise quarterback or franchise player for that matter circumstances boost certain position levels etc um quarterback is obviously a big one left tackle is usually a big one pass rusher is usually a big one but in general there are a lot of positions where even a corner corners if it's a bad year for corners a corner usually is picked in the first round sometimes there aren't good ones I, I have not done any of my complete draft study where I'm comfortable saying anything with any confidence in what I'm saying. So I will never be certain of my opinion of any of these guys. But what I will say in the casual watching of the quarterbacks coming out in this class, there are a lot of guys that have talent, could be starting quarterbacks, will be first-round quarterbacks. I have yet to see a season-long performance that shows me there's a franchise guy in this draft. I could be wrong about that. Well, I could be wrong about anything I say. But I am not 100% in the statement I made that there isn't one. It just casual watching, I didn't see anything. Um, and what I mean by that, I mean... Cam Newton is a franchise quarterback. Andrew Luck, obviously, a franchise quarterback. These guys are franchise quarterbacks. They are You build around them. A starting quarterback is Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco, you know, guys like that. Guys who can win. Um, you could build a franchise around them, but it's a bit of a gamble. They, they they won't be the thing that prevents you from winning, but they do need ideal situations around them to win, such as coach, such as star power, etc. And I, I definitely think that there are starters in this draft, good ones, good starting quarterbacks. So I just want to go over what it's kind of going to look like going on for people who are new to the podcast or just people who want a reminder or whatever, what the offseason looks like for us as we kind of go through the news uh, for wildcard weekend, um, the divisional round, the championship game, then there's you know a week off with the Pro Bowl or whatever, 
uh, and then the Super Bowl. In all those weeks, we kind of go over the games that we've watched over the weekend, etc. Any news that might have happened is a lot of things kind of wheel and deal around this time. Coaches get fired, coaches get hired. And when coaches get fired, I mean, it's a potential upgrade opportunity for the Giants. So it's, it's not completely irrelevant news. Um, you know, there's a lot of futures contract stuff to talk about. Uh, there's some college bowl game performances that will come up in discussions. What I'm doing from here on out after after the Cowboys game is primarily watching bowl games, and then I'm going back. I'm taking notes while I'm watching the bowl games of players that stood out to me. And then I'm going back and watching their season tape, and I'm looking at things such as an improvement from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, um, etc. As well as the marquee names, the the guys who are going through the first through third rounds that everybody kind of knows about or has heard about. I'm watching all of their tape for mechanics, um, and, and things like that. Uh, so during this time, we were not talking about draft things. We're just talking about the NFL and the playoffs and Super Bowl and whatever news is happening with the Giants. I am doing this college work so that come the week after the Super Bowl we can review the state of the New York Giants where they are as a roster as a team um on what is essentially day 1 of the off season. And you know, we usually split that into two episodes, the offense and the defense. Um, and then I start my draft and free agency analysis. Um, Cranky Fan usually handles a lot more of the free agency analysis, um, and I handle a lot more of the draft analysis. We have kind of differing opinions. I, you know, he he has a much more SEC goggle way of looking at college, which is. Um, very interesting because it's very close to pro level talent in the SEC. Um, I'm a little bit more spread out, but he uh, he does have a laser focus on the SEC, which is where a large chunk of NFL talent comes from. So um, that's that's kind of what to expect going forward uh, in these coming weeks. You know, it's a big disappointment that the Giants were mathematically eliminated early um you know typically you'd like to well typically you'd like to get a first round bye but um you'd like to be in the hunt to the point where it comes down to week 17 or something like that uh so you're not playing meaningless games because it it does make it a, a bummer to watch you know from you know the kickoff to the final whistle is exciting but everything beforehand kind of is lackluster and superficial and everything after is sort of whatever you know all those other games they don't mean anything to you anymore i mean it's just the enjoyment of watching them there's no consequences so you know it's a bummer but again i think i think what we've seen in uh from a little over a year ago where this team was in such utter madness that uh, head coach, GM were fired. There were players already being cut for their attitude. It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. And, you know, we, we look at the record now, and they currently have only two more wins than they did last year uh, with a the, with the potential for three. I mean, I guess that counts for something. Uh, but 
it's it's a much better feeling in my gut about what's happening here. Uh, there, it it doesn't necessarily. I don't necessarily agree with every move, but I do agree that there seems to be a consensus from front office, ownership, coaches to build the roster a certain way um, and bring the team in a certain direction and not any sort of disconnect along the way. Uh, So I, I do feel like there was a big step forward in terms of uh, competitiveness and uh, on-the-field production, really. I mean, you know, the wins and losses column is just kind of, yeah, it's the only stat that matters. Yes, I agree. But is is just a stat without context. Um, you know, what, what I saw in the field last year was a, a failure to score points, um, a defense that looked exhausted, um, what I saw in the field this year was, uh, you know, star talent from the running back position, a, a big improvement in offensive line protection and, um, and run blocking, uh, a, a completely different offensive philosophy that I think was far less predictable than what we saw last year. And, and defensively, you know, a, a different look, that was always, in my opinion, going to be a much slower transition once they switched to 3-4 after this team had neglected the linebacker position for so long. Uh, you know, defensively, we saw um, in the last couple weeks some some added pressure coming from the secondary, etc. But overall, you know, defensively a, a different scheme a more attacking scheme uh just just not as much production uh as we would have liked but when i say that i will say and it's a little it's a little frustrating for me but um i will say that for a while now i've been banging the drum not to be surprised that the giants go defense first in this offense that doesn't necessarily mean the first pick in the draft i just heavily defense oriented don't be surprised because the pass rush has been non-existent olivier vernon does not deserve the contract his his production has not matched the contract that he was given he's likely a cap casualty janoris jenkins could go the same way shit even elk ogletree could go the same way he's got a very large contract um and even with those three guys who are talented they're not getting it done. So if they're going to be replacing these guys, they're going to have to be doubling and tripling up on the position. Um, so pass rush is probably pass rush and ability to cover the middle of the field. Guys like Josh Allen out of Kentucky are are big names to keep an eye on. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the Giants attack things. But I've been saying this for half the year easily um and you know a lot of giants fans a lot of casual uh viewers like to look at the quarterback because it is the most important position in sports as the problem with this team and while i agree that eli manning is 
not a part of the future of this team, does not give them a great chance to win. He is not even close to the biggest problem. Well, he's close. He's he's not the biggest problem with this team, though. He's not the reason they're not winning, as evidenced uh, on Sunday. Um, played a good game, still lost by one, and it's because the defense allowed Andrew Luck to score a ton of a ton of points in the second half and go down the field and score in under two minutes. Uh, unacceptable. So I've been saying this for some time, and now all of a sudden beat writers start saying it and I saw somebody tweet does it is it just me or does it feel like this pass rush thing has come out of nowhere it kind of has but only if you weren't watching so um I will be at the game on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys at one o'clock in MetLife uh I'm sure it's going to be cold just to ruin my last day of uh Giants season but uh, I will be there. Anyone else who is there, I, you know, I'm with you in spirit. You know, I I hope that we can close out this year with a win over the Cowboys, whether it be, you know, a bit of a facade of a Cowboys roster or what. But still, would be nice to see something like a performance we saw last Sunday, but with the W, um, because they really did play well against the Colts. Um, Next episode, I promise the Cranky Fan will be on with me, so this will be a little less awkward and boring, but um, by all means, please follow us on Twitter. I'm at football underscore grump, and he is at the Cranky Fan. If you are really into SEC football, he has another podcast called uh, Mark and the Cranky Fan that talks about all things Gators and uh, their upcoming bowl game against Michigan. Uh... And our podcast can be found on Twitter at JustGiantsPod, but you can always listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're aware that there is some sort of issue with iTunes where no sound is coming out. I, I, I couldn't tell you why that is. We're going to be looking into it. Uh, but for now, everything is working just fine on SoundCloud, and they're linked, so there's, there shouldn't be a problem. So we're going we're gonna to have to figure out iTunes. If you guys are experiencing any issues with our podcast on iTunes, I recommend listening on SoundCloud for now. Uh, I understand if you don't have that app, it's sort of a pain in the ass. But, you know, again, this is sort of Apple's issue, not ours. We, we didn't do anything different um, over the last few weeks that would cause this to happen. But nevertheless, we're going to try and figure it out and, uh, you know, get all you Apple listeners up to speed. Um. I hope you guys watch Sunday. I hope you get excited while the game is on because it's Giants-Cowboys, so there's no reason to not be excited, even if we're out. All right, everyone. Go Giants.